Good morning. So we're going all the way back to the first week of the podcast for this one. And since this episode, I've gone on to work with Nick quite a few times now. I've red carpet event in Hollywood for his best-selling authors. And now, just announced in the last month or so, I'm going to be the new host of the News Power Talks. And News stands for National Association of Experts, Writers and Speakers. So alongside my coaching of entrepreneurs and individuals to reach their potential, I love working with Nick. Check this out. It's a great interview and he's a great guy. Awaken Your Alpha, episode six, Nick Nanton. For millions of years, we evolved from apes into man. But in less than 100 years, we have devolved to become an even more primitive, lazy primate. Within this comfy habitat, unfortunately, the majority have forgotten how to go out there and grab life by the balls. Your expedition leader on this journey is my good friend, Adam Lewis Walker. I'm here with Nick Nanton, Emmy Award-winning director, co-author of uh, many books and author of many books. I was lucky enough to write a book with Nick um, last year. I just want to ask you the question, Nick, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Always. You can tell us a little bit more about what you currently get up to. Sure, man. So uh, thanks for having me. I'm the... <clears throat> The CEO and co-founder of the Celebrity Branding Agency, we're the largest personal branding agency in the world. I help dispel the myths of what branding really is and what it isn't and how to use media and PR to actually make you money, which they won't on their own. You must have marketing. Brilliant. And I, I, obviously, I can say from personal experience, like this is, this is what Nick was meant to do. He is very good at it. And um, yeah, it awakened me to the possibilities and, you know, how the game really works. And it is all about marketing, whatever you're into. Even if you you say, oh, you don't like marketing, you're not into marketing, you kind of got to be and you got to embrace it. And it, it's quite good fun as well. So. Yeah, well, thanks for saying that. And, and I think the thing that you have to understand is that, look, you... If you want to control your own destiny, you have to learn how to market. I mean, if not, you're constantly leaving it up to someone else or something else. You're leaving it up to word of mouth. You're leaving it up to referrals, which are great until they dry up. You know, making money is the key to, uh, you know, to one piece of your life, you know, being able to live a nice lifestyle. There's obviously lots of other things. You got to have balance and all that stuff. But marketing is like the number one thing you got to know how to do in business. If you're the best at what you do, that's brilliant, but there could be someone else down the street who's not as good as you, but they've just, everyone knows about them. They're out there, they've built a reputation, they're getting all the clients, they're getting everything they need. And like you say, if you don't pay attention to marketing, you just, for me, there's just too much, you're relying too much on luck, which is, is like you say, no way to create your own destiny. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And I mean, I see it all the time. And I see people, oh, I'm, I'm, man, this, this guy's not nearly as good as me. Well, everyone knows who he is. They don't know who you are. So, uh, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's fix that. Definitely. You know? We like to start as well with a bit of a quote that you like to live by or resonates with you that you think is uh, useful. Um, have you got any quotes that come to mind? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm, I'm known for saying uh, price is only an issue. When value is a mystery, and what do I mean by that? You can you can charge whatever you want for something if you can if you can show the value of it. For instance, if I said, you know, hey Adam, would you buy this uh, would you buy this program for me for 
a hundred thousand dollars. The instant reaction most people would have would be, well, no, I don't even have a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And, and, and I'm saying, and I got to have it within like 48 hours. Like, it's not like I can't, you can't do it over eight years or 12 months or like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for this program. Most people would just say no yeah. because they don't, the, why would they, they don't have that kind of money, whatever else. But if I said, if you give me this hundred thousand dollars, I guarantee you, here's it is backed by the bank. Here's back. I'll give you back two hundred and fifty thousand dollars within twenty four hours. Well, then you're going to do everything you can. I'm sure I would I manage to do it as well. as <laughs> the interesting. Most it, people probably would. Exactly because yeah. the value is there, and it's you're at that point you're literally buying dollars at a discount. And so if you can figure out how to make sure your clients and customers feel like they're buying dollars at a discount, the price just doesn't matter. And and it's the way we should all look at marketing. I mean. From a practical standpoint, we all do need to have a, a marketing budget, if you will. But I don't like marketing budgets by the same point because a marketing budget, if it's working and you're getting returns two to one, three to one, four to one, five to one, you should be spending as much money as you can afford to spend. And really, you should only be at that point worried about cash flow, not so much yeah. you know, an actual number it, it, or not a marketing budget number that some people say, oh, yeah, we budget $50,000 for the year to marketing. Well, if your marketing's working – should be a percentage, yeah. If, I mean, like you say, if you're gonna if you're gonna market, if you're gonna put in a hundred grand and get two fifty back, why wouldn't you? As soon as you get that two fifty back, why wouldn't you put two fifty in and get like <laughs> X amount back as well? Again, a a amen to that. So I mean, that's that that is the point of marketing. And if it's working more than one to one, and you you just you just spend as much as you can afford to cash flow. Well, thanks for putting it like that. I mean, that example is probably one of the simplest. I like simple examples, and that just made. Made it so clear for me, so I'm sure it made it clear for a lot of people, definitely. Good. Uh, another thing I think is, is worth bringing up is that branding thoroughly confuses a lot of people. So and here's how I try to help explain it. Your brand is simply your story. That's it. That's all you need to know. Your brand is your story. So branding is just storytelling. And so anytime someone tries to help you or tries to confuse you about branding or you feel like you're getting lost, just stop and remember that, that branding is simply storytelling. And all you have to do is find a way to effectively tell your story so that it shows the value you can provide for people. And if you do that, you're doing a great job of branding. Now, you may need to amplify that. You may need other people to tell your story too. There's, there's lots of other things you can do, but don't get deceived by all these things about, you know, what you need to do with branding this, branding that, when people are just trying to get you to spend, you know, inordinate amounts of money on billboards or whatever it might be, um, you know, pay attention and just remember that, that basic principle. Perfect link into the, my next question, which is your alpha origins, is basically your story, as we just talked about. I started playing guitar at six. I started songwriting at 16, and I put out my first record at 18, of which there's still about 800 copies under my parents' bed. Uh, <laughs> why? Uh, because I didn't know how to market at the time. And now that I do know how to market, I know I want them to stay there. I put out my first record. I went off to, to university when I was 18. I, I had been working in music. I was producing records, making music videos. I got to work with the celebrities that the university would bring in. Uh, one of the presidents of the United States, uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, who played Superman years ago. I went on to law school because I wanted to be the president of a record label because a lot of presidents of major corporations are lawyers. Um, and so... Uh, while I was in law school, Napster kind of happened. All the file sharing stuff started, so that industry really changed, which was a good thing because I don't think I could work for anybody. I can work with anyone, but I can't work for anyone. And so my business partner um, – Jack, who you met, uh, he yep. encouraged me. He said, I know you didn't want to practice law, but while you're figuring out what you're going to do, I think you should. Um, and so he and I used 
uh, both of our skill sets, mine in personal branding and media creation, which is what I had been doing and I was good at, and his skill set, he's a lawyer as well, uh, in direct marketing and personal branding, and he he had led the marketing and sales of over a billion dollars worth of products and services, positioned me as one of the top entertainment lawyers in the country at a very young age, and so once I figured that out, I realized we had a formula for it, so I, I decided that we wanted to that I'd like to consult on that is way more fun than practicing law. Uh, so we went into that. We wrote the book Celebrity Branding You in order to build our platform for that sort of consulting. Um, and then from there, um, I traveled around the U.S. giving away copies of my book. I uh, Speaking at small marketing group meetings, uh, you know, 10, 12, 15 people, I gave away 1,000 books in order to build my first seven figures in business. And I would give away the book for free and people would hire us for consulting and and along the way we figured out some of the programs we offer now that you know we were able to make you know kind of standard offers rather than all individual consulting okay. and talking about marketing them um, just straight away you're sort of giving away a sort of a, say like a ten dollar book and then getting them back as consulting clients instantly that's huge return yeah it was I mean because I, I was getting at the time most all of the Consulting engagements were about $24,000. So, yeah, give away a book and get $24,000. <laughs> it worked for me. That is not bad. I, I've, from being around you guys, one thing that struck me when you're talking about your partnership, it does seem literally like a dream partnership where you, you both your skill sets work well together and sort of basically make it into sort of a very unstoppable force. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it absolutely does. Um, it's, it's super cool that um, – you know that I was able to find Jack as a mentor when I was fairly young. I'm I'm really blessed about that. You know we don't always agree on everything, but I think you know one of the things that really made me understand a good partnership early was Jack said to me. He said, "Look, uh, you know he's 30 years older than me. He's got a lot more experience." And and he said, "Hey, just <laughs> here's what you need to know. Um, there's going to be days." He said, "Treat this like a marriage," you know. And he said, "Look, there's going to be days." weeks, maybe months, where you feel like you're doing everything and I'm not holding my weight at all. He said, just understand there's going to be at least an equal amount of time I feel the same way about you. And so once <laughs> once I under, it's like a really good way to put things that in perspective. Good, yeah. and, and, and so I said, you know what, man, that makes like an awful lot of sense. I met him when I was 15. We'd been working together uh, in various facets since 2002. So about 12 years working together and then Nine. about eight in business so. well coming on to my next uh, awaken question which it sounds like you've started to answer it but i won't put words in your mouth you might want to add to it or change it slightly um when did it all start to change for you you know what finally started to awaken you to the possibility i really think just at the be as a kid I, I think what really happened to me my parents were doing very well financially my parents owned some car dealerships um and then uh they were selling suzuki's at the time and uh some really bad publicity came out about the suzuki's that wasn't completely true but regardless of that you know, they essentially spent the next 10, 12 years struggling trying to rebuild financially because that just went. One of the things my dad made clear to me, I don't know he said it this succinctly, but here's what I remember. You know, it was kind of like, you can have anything you want in life, Nick. You're just going to have to earn it. And so I started understanding fairly early that there were, you know, jobs to be done, chores to be done. You can make money. And so I started I started teaching group tennis lessons because I played a lot of tennis. I started teaching kids when I was 12. I started teaching group groups of kids. So it might've been three or four or five kids for $10 for an hour, but I was making 50 or a hundred dollars an hour at 12 years old. I realized that there was a, Blind. you could, 
you could leverage things. That is a lot of money for a 12 year old. Yeah. It was a ton. And then I started making $150 an hour as a clown because I knew how to do magic and I wanted to buy a car and I had to figure (laughs) out the fastest way to make money. And that was it. And so, you know, just, just a series of kind of entrepreneurial things because I constantly wanted more out of life. I mean, certainly a lot of it was material things at a young age. If you're making $150 an hour as like as 12, 13, 14, when you're a little bit older, that's your benchmark. You know, if you without much experience, you can do that. You know, that's literally just your foot in the door and the, and you're going, you're on the way up. Yes. And there, and there have been many uh, slides down as well. Of course, oh yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about them. <laughs> Don't you worry. You're not getting off that easy. Switch it up the pace a bit here. This is our yin yang round. Beer or wine? Wine. San Francisco or New York? New York. Well, it depends if I can go to Napa in San Francisco, but I'll say New York. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Oh man, that's that. That is an. That's like a- asking me which one of my children is my favorite. I just can't answer. <laughs> Love it. Dive in, nice little elegant dive. Elegant dive or bomb cannonball. Cannonball for sure. Your hometown is it Orlando, Florida, or is that is that where you're originally from? Or? I originally from Barbados, but yeah, I live in Orlando. Whoa. We, uh, my family's been there for 300 years. They came as Welsh pirates in the 1600s. That's a true <laughs> story. And, uh, yeah, no, we I moved love when that I was story. one. That is random. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So we moved to the U.S. when I was one. Fill in the blank for me there, here then. If I was ever to visit Orlando, I should? Come hang out at Nick's house in his back porch. It's called the Rusty Gator. We've got three TVs <laughs> and fireplaces and beers, and it's, you drink free. It's a good place. Oh, man, that sounds good. That, that should be on like uh, their tourist board information. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right. We've pretty much made it to the alpha round and you're definitely the man with this with your history of books. Have you got some of uh, your favorite books or books you could recommend? I, for business, I'm certainly thinking Grow Rich is huge. Celebrity Branding You is our first book out on you know how to become a celebrity in business. It's, it's helped a lot of people. So I would check that one out. We have a new book out called Story Selling, which really helps you sell without selling by telling your brand story. Um, that's a big one. Then anything by Dan Kennedy. What would you say is one of your personal sort of daily alpha habits that keeps you on top of your game? Uh, I try to work out or run every day. It doesn't always work. Um, I try. I take my kids to school in the morning when I'm home, and I go to the gym right after that for about an hour and a half or so. Um, I'm not always working out the entire time. Sometimes I'm talking with friends there or whatever, but I get my workout or my run in. Uh, I think that's super important to me. Um, spending spending time with I mean if I'm in town I'm having dinner with my family I think that that's that does keep me sharp because it keeps me balanced because it would be really easy to be unbalanced you know Dan Sullivan one of my mentors from strategic coach calls it the gap there's like imagine three lines on a piece of paper and the first line on the left is where you came from the next line is where you are right now and the third line on the right is is where you want to go to well a lot of times we get so lost and negative in the middle line and the line on the right where we want to go to we, we don't stop and take enough time to be thankful for our past and so yeah. we get caught in, in the gap it doesn't exist yet but if you stop and take stock of where you are right now today and look backwards to where you started uh, it's really easy to find gratitude and, and all creativity comes from gratitude if you if you're not if you're not feeling thankful and giving thanks for what you have in life or your life situations and you're grumpy about things you you will not be able to be creative or, or operate at the top of your game what do you think was holding you back from really going for it and I mean and, and sort of getting closer to your full potential uh, man that's a great question <clears throat> um, 
I, I always struggle with discipline in certain ways. I mean, I'm disciplined enough to do what I do, but if I had a little more discipline with my eating or a little more discipline with whatever else, I tend to like to have a good time. And so I'm constantly, I, I know like, you whether do. that's, I like yeah, <laughs> whether that's, whether that's food or, you know, parties or whatever. What's some of the best advice you've ever received? Nito Cobain saying there's no such thing as unrealistic dreams. There's just unreal, unrealistic timelines. Thank you for enduring my enthusiastic friend on today's show. Awaken Your Alpha has only just been released into the wild. And to help it evolve into a fine beast, I urge you to head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a <clears throat> five-star review today.